You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye And welcome back to season two of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast that exists in the entire WWE universe. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is Mikey Man Freddy versus Jason. Mikey, how are you doing? You have definitely used that one before. No, I I wholeheartedly don't believe I did. And if I did, it's season two. It doesn't matter. I definitely remember hearing that. Well, sh- uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to season two of Hit the Books. Uh, we are officially, we are post-Superstar Shake-Up. We are officially have a whole new cast of characters to play with. And it's exciting stuff, Mikey. I'm excited. I am also excited. I cannot wait to start with this new wacky cast of characters that we have. And we'll definitely get to that more as we go through the show. But, Mikey, I want to get straight into it because the show could be uh, insane <laughs> in terms oh, of yeah. the mind work that needs to be happening. So let's start with something pretty simple and easy, Mikey. Yeah, um, let's do it. Let's start just looking at the ratings and reviews of our WrestleMania pay-per-view card. Ooh. Um, let's start off with the the matches, of course, that we had hands in. Uh, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal with the winner being Tamina. Uh, booking there got a 2.16 out of 4. Yikes. Uh, all of these numbers come from our Twitter page uh, at Hit the Books Pod, where you can vote in them. If you just go there Monday or Wednesday, um, either in the Excitometer polls on Mondays or the booking polls on Wednesdays, you can vote in how you like certain things, and those things help determine what we do. So, Mikey, let's continue moving on. English and Elias versus The Revival versus Sanity versus The Usos versus The Family in a ladder match to determine the new SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. The Revival pick of the victory here. The Excitometer build to this storyline was a 2.79. The booking overall, the booking on this show got a 3.25. Not bad. Yeah, and then if you look on top of it, if you take the booking as a whole, all the booking leading up to this decision... Um, it got a total score of 3.09. Not bad at all. So going from a 2.79 Excitro to a 3.09 in booking total. Which is we jumped up a whole point. Jumped up a whole, gosh dang, 0.3, I think, right? 0.3, hmm. yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Uh, moving on to the Country Club versus the Empresses of the Night versus the Sky Pirates for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Empresses of the Night, Asuka and Evermoon taking home the victory. The excitrometer here got a. The excitrometer was a two point six out of four. Okay. Uh, the show's booking got a two point eight four, and the total booking got a two point four five out of four. Okay, a little lower than I expected for such a great tag team. Yeah. Um. 
the show getting a 2.84 is fairly good. Uh, but overall, like all this build and everything that maybe, maybe it's just because we saw the country club side and maybe people don't like the country club as much as the Empress of the Night and the Sky Pirates. I don't know. Um, whatever it is, it's interesting. Um, let's move on. Triple H versus Batista. Excitometer here was a 2.6 out of 4. Okay. Uh, uh, the booking uh, of the show got a 3.2 out of 4. All right. So it went up. Yep. A whole lot. And if you add that booking show score into the total booking, that is a 2.75 out of 4. So we still went up overall 0.15 points. Awesome. Um, then we got <laughs> this one's. This one's going to be interesting, Mikey. Okay. Uh, th- we then get the Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre WWE Championship match. Yeah. Now, Mikey, do you remember what happened to this match because of the randomizer? We had a botch match ending. Uh, do you remember what the botch match endings mean? Uh, you take a point off. Yep, that's correct. So, excitometer wise. You know, Excitrometer, this match can, is gets a 3.26 out of 4. Uh, the sh- the This show's booking, this specific match's booking, uh, because of the botch match ending, taking a whole point off, got a 1.86 out of 4. Yikes. Yikes. I guess everyone expected Drew McIntyre to win. Even without the botch match ending, it still would have been a 2.86. I guess everyone wanted Drew McIntyre to win. Yeah, that's what that's what that sounds like to me. Um, but the overall uh, total booking score gets a 3.29 out of 4. So it's still the booking up until apparently the ending was, was great. was great, and then it, it came out pretty rough. So that is... That is insane to me. That is that that is, huh? Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have gone with McIntyre winning the WWE Championship instead of Balor. I don't know because that is, oh boy, a two point eight six and then an additional botch match ending of one point eight six. That's rough, dude. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we can be able to fix that. I guess. Uh, moving forward, the Fatal 4-Way Smackdown Live Women's Championship match between Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, and Nia Jax, with Charlotte Flair getting the victory here. Um, Excitometer was a 2.71 out of 4. This matches this show's booking was a 2.4, and the overall total booking score was a 2.75. Okay. Not terrible. Yeah, not terrible, fine, close to a three. I'll I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> um, then we get Kevin Owens versus Rey Mysterio in the United States Championship Lumberjack match. Of course, that match, uh, Kevin Owens retains his title with the help of Mike Kanellis, uh, who then joined Undisputed Arrow following that match. Who Except- then went to Raw. Spoilers, Mikey. Uh... <laughs> Uh, well, I guess not spoilers if if the audience if you the audience member listen to it. Well, anyways, Excitometer three point one four out of four. Mikey, we've done it. This booking show rating is a four out of four. Nice. This match got a four out of four. 
Hell. Um, and yeah. then the total booking score was a 3.14, exactly the same number as Excitrometer number. Not bad, not bad. We got a four, a big old four meatball, Mikey. Big old four meatball. I'm so excited. I love it. Um, honestly, I feel like that match definitely deserves it. If any match deserves a four four big meatballs, honestly, I feel like that match deserves it. Um, let's move on to our our main event, I guess. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, with Seth Rollins picking up the victory. Excitometer gets a 3.36. This match's booking got a 3.66 out of 4. And its booking total, the entire booking leading up to it, and this match's decision is a 3.42 out of 4. Pretty high. Yeah, all of those numbers across the board, insanely high. Oh, yeah. Um, so good on us, I guess. <laughs> Way to go, us. Um, this WrestleMania show excitement meter was a 2.92 out of 4. In this WrestleMania show booking meter was a 2.92 out of 4. So overall, the same. <laughs> overall, consistent. Consistent is the name of the game here, I guess, because we <laughs> achieved it definitely. Thoughts on the, those ratings? Thoughts on any of that stuff? Um, I'm a little disappointed with the Finn Balor Drew McIntyre match because I thought that was going to be better. But I guess, I guess a roll up victory by the Demon isn't very um, exciting. I don't. I I liked. It. I honestly loved it. You know, I love. Yeah, I, we liked it. But like, if you look at it in like the grand scheme as a spectator in WrestleMania, if the biggest, if one of the biggest matches on the card ended in a roll up, cough cough. <laughs> Would you be excited about that? Well, as opposed to, as I assume you're talking about, the women's triple threat at WrestleMania 35. Yeah. That match, uh, I guess, <laughs> huh, I didn't think about it actually, because that match had a botch match ending. Yeah. Uh, they definitely like, and, and, it, and it definitely took a whole point off the book. Like, like Ronda like, messed up her shoulder stuff, and it was a whole different thing. But if that's if that was, huh? I didn't think about it like that because that is pretty much the exact same situation we had. Yep. Huh. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. I'm gonna take several hours to decipher through my brain about that. <laughs> uh, but let's move on, Mikey. Let's talk about the top ten, bottom tens. Hit that music, Mikey. It got a little Super Mario Brothers there. <laughs> um, top 10, bottom 10. After every pay-per-view, Mikey, we uh, have our ranking system. You know, we have our records. We have our excit- oh, each superstar's excitometer numbers, each superstar's booking numbers. Uh, I put, I tally up all those numbers, make a total ranking list. Um, this time we have 103 superstars being tallied, which means the total possible number is 309. Um, for you to get so we can go through our top 10 bottom 10s mikey like always i guess we're starting for bottom 10s all right um any any predictions on these bottom 10s uh i'm trying to think of the old roster now lana okay i'll get i'll say it right now lana is the bottom (laughs) down two at number bottom (laughs) Lana. <laughs> Number bottom. 
Do you think what is there anyone that has mm-hmm. left the bottom ten or is new to the bottom ten, Mikey? I don't know if there's anybody new to the bottom ten. Uh, Carmella, I think might be there because we haven't done anything with her in God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Slater Rhino. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'll give you one more guess. Uh, one more guess. One. The colognes. The colognes are always the colognes are always a safe bet for bottom ten. <laughs> oh boy, poor colognes. Um, let's go through that bottom ten, Mikey. Like I said, down two at the very bottom is Lana. Mm-hmm. Um, right above Lana at the same exact spot as last month, which last month being Fastlane, same exact spot. Harper. Mm-hmm. Now again, Harper's in a sticky situation where his record score is so very low. I think he's zero and three or something. And then he got injured, so that didn't help. Yeah, so then he got injured, so he just his everything's put on hold. Um, above Harper, down four, Primo Cologne. Okay. Above Primo, down five, Epico. Fair. Above Epico and Primo Cologne is down three, Tamina. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that one's kind of upsetting for me. I think the problem with Tamina is that everyone is so caught up with how she's booked now rather than in our universe. Yeah, that is sort of like the that, that's what I that's what I think that's why I thought her score was so low on our WrestleMania poll. It was because everyone was probably picturing like now Tamina mm-hmm. instead of our Tamina. Yeah, I feel like that's sort of like the meta commentary, meta issues with our show is that like like when it comes to the booking Sachimir polls, it's like you have to like like split your mind between our universe and our characters and our gimmicks and all that stuff and who's what and versus you know, versus actual WWE's universe's characters. Yeah. Like our Tamina is wildly different from the WWE universe's Tamina. Yeah. Um and I wish she got higher scores. So moving on, above Tamina, up one, Liv Morgan. Yeah, well, she's still in the bottom ten, so that sucks. Yep. Uh, above Liv Morgan is her tag team partner, up three, Sarah Logan. The country club in the bottom ten? Mm-hmm. They were the women's tag champions. Mm-hmm. They've gone up a little bit. Uh, they've been they've gone up a little bit, but but still, they are... They are in the bottom ten, even though they were Yikes. women's tag team champions. Yikes. Uh, above Sarah Logan, new to the bottom ten, Mikey. Ooh, new to the bottom ten. Um, I believe, is he new overall? or he's, oh, No, he's returning from the very first bottom ten at Clash of Champions, Sin Cara. Oh, poor guy. He's back. Um, and then above Sin Cara, down one, Nia Jax. Okay. And then rounding out the rest of the bottom ten, uh, above Nia Jax, up four, Bailey. Okay, so Bailey's up, at least. Yeah, Bailey's growing. Bailey's getting better. She's still in the bottom ten, which is not great, but she's gotten higher. But she's getting out of there. Maybe if we put the... She's working her way out. Maybe if we put the title on her, she could have gone up higher and maybe been out of it completely. Yeah. Um, But that is that is a thought, I guess. 
Um, the only, like I said, the new person here is Sin Cara. The person that has since left the bottom ten since last month at Fastlane is Rowan. Oh, Rowan got out. Nice. Rowan was the bottom at Fastlane. And look at look look where he is now. He is he has winning records. He has better scores in such a manner booking with the family of Bray Wyatt. Thank you, Sister Abigail. Thank all hail, Sister Abigail. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the top 10, Mikey. My favorite section. Top 10, Mikey. Uh, what is your predictions here? Drew McIntyre. Seth Rollins. Uh, I'm just... Are you giving me in order from number one to number two? No, I'm just, I'm just rattling off names. Copy that. Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. Uh, Undisputed Era? Mm-hmm. Mike Kanellis. I think he made his Ooh, way interesting. in. Interesting, okay. Um... Uh, here's the question. Here's a question, Mikey. Who? What's up? Becky Lynch. <laughs> uh, oh, I was just about to ask that. Becky Lynch has, since Clash of Champions, at Clash of Champions, she was number four. At Royal Rumble, she was, she, what, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six. And at Fastlane, she was number 10. Is, is Becky Lynch still in the top 10, you think? Uh... I think so. I don't know for sure, but I'm hoping so. Um, okay, then let's get into it, Mikey. Uh, first off, I'm going to ask this question. Who do you think is number one? Uh, Drew McIntyre. No, oh, interesting. Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins swapping places every month. Seems like it. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, well, let's start. Number 10, down three from Fastlane, Sheamus. Ooh. I think that's mainly due because the bar haven't really done anything since yeah, that's fair. Clash of Champions since, you know, they haven't really done much, actually. Yeah. Since, since they lost the titles, we have not been using them. No, we need to use them more. Um, uh, number nine, new to the top ten, Mikey. Ooh, new to the top ten. Kyle O'Reilly. Ah, uh, good old core. Good core old combat. core is there. And his fellow Undisputed Era member, who was in the same exact spot as last month, Roderick Strong. Nice. And then above Roderick Strong, up to from last month, same member of Undisputed Era, Adam Cole. Nice. I called it Undisputed Era up top. Mm-hmm. Above Adam Cole is same exact spot as last month, Dan Bryan. Nice. Good old Dan Bryan working at Blockbuster. <laughs> Very old callback. <laughs> um, number five on this top ten list, Mikey, is our WWE champion, down one, Finn Balor. All right. I think that uh, botch match ending really hurt his score. Oh, yeah. Uh, number four, up one, AJ Styles. Okay. And then here we go, Mikey, the top three. Number three, the same exact spot as last month, Kevin Owens. Nice. Number two, the same exact spot as last month, Drew McIntyre. Damn. And number one, the same exact spot as last month, Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth down live, reigning supreme. Seth down live, reigning supreme. And Seth McIntyre Owens holding down the top three. Yeah. 
to give you reference, Mikey, like I said, uh, the overall score you can get on these total ranking lists because there's 103 superstars. So there's 103 on a. If you get number one on all three rankings, your total score could be 309. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins' total score is 303. Whoa. Damn. He is insanely close. He's six points away from being from being number one in all three categories. Damn. He is he is the best on the blue brand. Oh yeah. Um so I'll ask you this question, Mikey. Why is this upsetting? Because none of it matters. Why why does none of it matter? Because the superstar shakeup, we lost all of our good people. <laughs> that is correct, Mikey. The superstar shakeup has happened, and if you have not listened to it, please listen to Heartbreak. Listen to utter and pure heartbreak and sadness yes going through this top 10 mikey um of the 10 superstars one two three four five six of the top 10 six of our super those superstars are no longer on smackdown live we lost we lost like most of our biggest draws now on the other other end mikey in the bottom 10 seven out of those 10 superstars are no longer on smackdown live I guess we lost the bad ones also. We, at least. we lost some some bad eggs, but uh, still. It's still a bummer that we lost all of our good eggs as well. Yes. So uh, <laughs> now we just have a bunch of now middle we have eggs. a lot of middle eggs and uh, hopefully some new people that can make our story be told. I don't know. I lost where I was going with that. <laughs> um, so, Mikey, I think that's it. Uh, I think that is all for the top ten, bottom ten. Uh, Becky Lynch is uh, is definitely out of the top ten, but who cares about Becky Lynch anymore because she's on Raw. That hurt. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> That's okay. It needed to be said. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Is she's. <laughs> That's the bad news with like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch and everyone that we love on Raw now, like Kevin Owens, is that now we have to hate them because they're on Raw. Yeah, now we can't. Now we're not allowed to like them anymore. <laughs> yeah, because they're dumb and stupid, and they like red. Yeah, who cares about those people on the red brand like Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins? Kevin Owens, more like Kevin. I I say I say with tears in my eyes. Uh, um, yeah, they're it's it's depressing. It's sad and depressing. But we are back, I guess, with a whole new brand, whole new roster, and we have all new stories that we're going to be forced to tell because all of our storylines have been ruined. With the shakeup again. If you have not heard the shakeup, I greatly <laughs> recommend it. This would be very confusing. Greatly confusing. If uh, okay, Mikey. Uh, with that all being said, I guess it's time now to uh, Let's hit, hit the books. Let it rip, Beyblade. The song. It's the song is two songs being played at the same time. Uh, okay, so a couple new things we're doing in Season 2, Mikey. Okay. Um, uh, I'll talk about the one thing, and you talk about the other thing, I guess. All right. Uh, do you know what those are? Probably not. I mean, I, I didn't warn you about it in the pre-show. Yeah, I was just kind of going along with it. Now I'm kind of lost. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so one thing we're going to do differently a little bit, Mikey, is a little bit about the show cards, as you can probably see on the Google Sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have four to five matches to book, 
but now um, we have the not only we have the show opener as a segment, but in between every single match, you know, so we have we have different segments. So we're going to have the show opener, match number one, a segment, match number two, a segment, and match number three, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So that way, uh, you know, whether it be promos, whether it be some sort of backstage thing that's happening, you know, what whatever it may be, uh, whatever sort of segment that happens, um, it is now have a, a place we have to book in there. Okay, I like that. Give us yeah, more I figured room to, that might be easier more room to play. For, yeah, I figured that might be easier for us. There's a little bit more room to play, especially with the fact that we have way more roster members than we did last time. Mm-hmm. This forces us to make more storylines, I guess, but also and allow use, us to have... use more of our roster. Yes, exactly. Um, do you want to talk about the new thing, the second thing we're doing with Season 2, about what we're, you and I are going to do? So we've decided to split up some of the divisions between us, and we are going to be booking those on our own. Correct, uh, friend. A- as of right now, I am the head of the tag team division, I guess you could call it. Yes, you you have a title now, Mikey. Yeah, I'm the head of the SmackDown Live Tag Team Division on Hit the Books. Ryan, I believe, is taking the women? Correct, my friend. Okay. I'm taking over the women. I'm the head of the women's division. <laughs> the head of the women's division, Ryan Knightsey, and the head of the tag team division, Mikey Manfredi. Uh, and then we, we, will, are... we will be working together on the rest. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Um, we will be... Figuring out all this stuff, maybe uh, I can ha- try to help turn around the women's division, <laughs> uh, uh, and and maybe we can get some amazing more tag team stories. Yeah, as well. I, can, I can sort out all these new tag teams. Yeah, because you got a lot of tag teams to play with now. Oh yeah, I got a lot of new, a lot of new, uh, a lot of new fodder here. Okay. Um, well, let's start with Mikey. You want to start with your? Just give an ex- the audience an example. Want to start with your? tag team division yeah sure we can we can roll with that um we also have new rules i guess in regards to these different divisions about these separations and the women's and tag team divisions for you and i mikey mm-hmm. um which state as follows um you let's give let's go just look at you i guess you get to ha- have sole control of the tag team division up until two pay-per-views from now which would be, I believe, after Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, so for about two months, two, three months, you are the sole proprietor of the tag team division. All right. After that two months, after those however many months, um, it now transfers to me. I become the head of the tag team division. <laughs> the, 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 the responsibility shifts. Mm-hmm. And you become the new head of the the women's division. Cool. So we just we just switch places after a couple months. Exactly. Exactly. And also, there's one other thing. There's one other thing, and it's if what we each have one veto to use in that time span. If we really, really don't like an idea, we can immediately shut it down. Yes, the t- the temptation for you to pitch an idea this first episode and me to veto it is comically hilarious. But I <laughs> just immediately use it, just like nope. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Mikey. You just burn it. Do the whole thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please don't do that to me, sir. <laughs> 
please, please, please don't fire me, Road Dog Jesse James. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, those are the stipulations. I guess we have, Mikey. But uh, with all that being said, I, I'll turn it over to you. Tell me what's happening. Our tag teams. All right. So our tag teams. I was thinking. We get the Revival coming out and bragging how they beat four other tag teams in a ladder match, and they're the best. We're the champions. We're the rightful champions, and no one's going to take us down. And then we get AOP come out. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The big boys are like, well, we're here now. Didn't have to deal with us before. <laughs> that's, just, that's just their promo. <laughs> It's something along those lines of, like, we weren't here before, but now we are ready to dominate SmackDown. Become the strongest tag team in the SmackDown division, and we're going to take you down. And then, I think we get a little bit of a tag team, like, then the Heavy Machinery comes out, then the New Day come out, and everyone just starts coming out and being like, I'm going to be the tag team champions. And then we get GM Page to set up, which, one a thing we haven't had in a while, a tag team tournament. <laughs> Oh, a classic move. I think it's a good... I think a tag team tournament right now feels good because it lets us showcase all of our new tag teams that we have. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Um, So I think I want to do something along those lines and start and start uh, throwing some matches together for a tag team tournament. Okay, so uh, what are the matches that you want to book for this show, for the tag team tournament? Okay, so the matches I have in mind are... So uh, let me ask a question, Mikey, actually, before we do this. Uh, uh, is this tournament to become the number one contender, I presume? Yes, number one contender okay, tournament. Cool. Okay. Okay, so the, the matches I have in mind right now are New Day versus... Sanity. Uh, is that two on two or three on three? Uh, two on two. Okay. Uh, I got Heavy Machinery versus AOP. Oh my god. <laughs> English and Elias versus The Ascension and The Usos versus The Bar. Oh my god, Usos versus the bar. Oh my god. Okay. Is that is that I assume that's not all taking place in this one show. No, 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 no. That's not all tonight. That's just the, the things I have in mind. We can move those around as we see fit and put them on different shows, clearly. Okay. It's not just gonna be um, so, no tag team show today. <laughs> the, the very well, very good. Uh we have four shows up into our pay per view, which is backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mikey, I guess my question for you is which of those four different tag team matches, um, do you want to put in this first show? Um, cause I imagine it's gotta be two this week, two next week, and then the semifinals next week. And then the finals, the finals, the, the fourth, the finals, the fourth show, and then championship matchup backlash. Yeah. Okay. I assume. Yeah. I guess that's what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. I mean that's how okay, it's, that's so, how it sets up, right? Like that's. I think so. Seems... Two. Two. My brain has to suddenly yeah, do yeah. a tournament two, bracket. My two, brain suddenly and decided then we, we can't end up with, figure out how a tournament bracket works. It's two things, two things, and then we get out of those four, we get two tag teams who go against each yes. other on the third, 
right? Yes. So that would okay. So the third would be the finals then, if we're spacing it out like this. I think. Okay, that's fine. Then and then we maybe. get the fourth. Either way, for, you might have a week to book. Yeah, we get the fourth for a, build. You either have like the match at Backlash, or you have like a week to promote the match at Backlash. Yeah, we get the fourth for build. Okay. Okay. So what what two matches are happening this show? Okay. So I think we do new talent and some talent we've we've had for a while. So I'm thinking okay. we do Heavy Machinery AOP here, and we do Usos and Bar. Usos and the Bar. Oh, my God. That should be a great match. So use the, use the talent we've had for a bit, like Usos and the Bar, and then showcase our new guys, like Heavy Machinery and AOP. I like that. I like that, my friend. Um, uh, we'll figure out, I guess, placement. I mean, do you, want, do you have any idea for placement of where to put this? I was thinking, I was thinking the revival could open the show. You think the revival are opening the show? I think they're cocky enough to just come out as soon as the show starts and be like, "We're the best." The the this is the is this the return home from this isn't technically the return home show from WrestleMania. Oh, that is true. I'm try, I think I was just thinking it was like technically that would have been like the, the shakeup last week. Okay, I have an idea of who should open the show then. It's not the Revival. Well, I was just thinking, I was like, this isn't the Return Home show, so I guess the Revival could open it because the shakeup would have been last week. I know who I want to open the okay. show. Okay, is it someone else not in the tag team division? Then let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about who's opening the show. I think it's Drew McIntyre. Ooh, Drewy Max. I think Drew McIntyre is opening the show. And boy, is he mad. Drew McIntyre opens SmackDown Live. Okay, what is he talking about? I think we don't, like, I think we cut to a shot. I think we open, it's like, it's like, oh, look at the arena we're at. Look at all the fans. Look, we're in, we're in the Smoothie King Stadium or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then... We we have the announcers like talking, being like, "Oh, we're here in this beautiful name state here uh, <laughs> for a great show, a SmackDown Live, with these Cruz wonderful Cruz. fans." And then they're like, "And then they're like, uh, hold on, we're getting word something's going on in the back. Cut to the back. Drew McIntyre is destroying everything." Oh boy. Okay, so so he's wrecking shop. Um, you know catering everything on the walkway i guess to the ring yeah like like he's like storming down to the ring some some guy some idiot guy tries to stop him for an interview and he just like throws him mm-hmm. um we cut back he quickly walks through gorilla position <laughs> slater slater tries to offer him food to calm him down <laughs> i don't know i love it i love it so he's just destroying everything catering people etc etc uh, makes his way to the ring. He makes his way to the ring, and I think he just demands Finn Balor. Ooh. He, like, grabs a chair out from under the ring, opens it, puts it on, sits down, demands... Does he do this calmly or angrily still? <laughs> angrily still. He angrily sits in a chair. He... I don't know. What do you... Okay, maybe he's just pacing around the ring then. Okay, I'm good with that. But, like, it was the idea of, like, I think I was trying to go with the idea of, like, I'm not leaving this ring till I get Finn Balor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Demand Finn Balor. Okay, what happens next? Um, I I mean, I, he, he just keeps saying that, like, he demands Finn Balor, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, I'm not leaving this ring until Finn Balor gets here. I guess that sounds like Finn Balor's coming out then. I think so. Or just someone else come out. I think it'd be funny if somebody else came out and he just destroyed them and was like, Finn, now. Okay, so who's if if we had a pick of who comes out instead? Uh, I don't know. Who do we want Drew to just utterly destroy? Well, I'll, I mean, I'll say this. Maybe not, like, necessarily destroy, but also someone that, like, could maybe be in the title picture. It's either someone he's going to he's going to destroy, uh, who I think whoever comes out has to be an idiot if they're going to be destroyed. But it could also be someone that like I think has like thinks that they could beat Drew McIntyre and like says like oh you you missed it you you lost so you're back of the line. <laughs> who's who's that idiot? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'll I'll say this my my two picks for people that would be like in like the title-y picture mm-hmm. that could come out to be like yo shut up Drew McIntyre are either Braun Strowman or Roman Reigns. Whoa! But I don't think I want them to get utterly destroyed by Drew McIntyre. Well, I don't think they're. I'm not saying they're getting utterly destroyed by McIntyre. I'm saying that like they're they're out there to be like, look, you lost. Like if Roman came out, he's like, look, you lost. You're in the back of the line. Uh, also, I do want to say in regards to Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, Mikey. Do you know that random Raw match at WrestleMania? Yeah. Can that be Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman? Sure. And then Roman Reigns wins or something. Okay, Roman Reigns topples topples the monster among men. I don't know. I just like the idea of like, okay, now now that we continue, we can continue it on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Okay. I w- also because they didn't have any matches, I totally forgot that Roman Reigns was. <laughs> I was thinking we could also just do like Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, but like better than it, it was in in actual WWE. Oh, agreed. because that feud could be awesome. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, dude. Except one of them got to turn face, and that would be Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> But also, we have way too many faces. We can't be turning anyone right now. That's true. Um, so I like. like what so maybe Roman Reigns makes sense then. I like the idea of maybe Roman Reigns coming out and pretty much telling Drew McIntyre, "Look, you lost to WrestleMania. I won. You're in the back of the line. If anyone has a shot to call out Finn Balor, it's me." I think that's a good. A good way to introduce the first SmackDown Superstar Shakeup episode, also, of just Drew McIntyre coming out, who we've seen on SmackDown a million times before, and calling out Finn Balor, who's also been on SmackDown a while, and then Roman Reigns comes out. Da da. Yeah. Da-da. Imagine that, da-da. like on SmackDown, ba-da. it's just like he's calling out Finn Balor, and then you just hear da da, and it's like, oh, no way, he's here. Roman Reigns. It's his yard. Oh, yeah, and he can say something about how SmackDown Live is his yard now. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so are you agreeing on that, Roman Reigns? Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns comes out instead. Says it's his yard. Says this is his yard, yes. <laughs> says says, says, Live is says I'm the big dog. Uh, says that SmackDown Live is his yard now, and uh, McIntyre lost. So it's time for him to wrestling. get in the back of the line. Right, yeah, exactly. And then maybe Drew just comes back with, 
This isn't about the title anymore. I just want to kick this head off of Finn Balor. Either that or just a quick old headbutt. That also, that's also good. Just like Roman Reigns, like get in the back of the line, and Drew's like, "Nope, bah." He doesn't even say anything. Just boom. Ooh, what about that? Hold on. What about like he literally headbutts it? Roman goes down. He's McIntyre is demanding Balor once more, and then from behind, uh, Roman Reigns like standing and then spears him. Oh, okay. I was thinking Superman punch, but that works too. Well, yeah, either one. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, tomato, tomato. Um, <laughs> one of Roman Reigns' finishers. Maybe, maybe Superman punch makes more sense because he's doing it from behind. I th- yeah. Like Drew McIntyre Ooh. turns around into a Superman punch. Yeah, something like that. Is that our main event? We just have Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I don't know. I I love it. I mean, I'm I think I'm diggity diggity down, my man. I love it. I love it, and I think we can get. I it. love it, Maggle. I love it, Maggle. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre in our main event. Cool. Um, do we have any decision on wins, or do you want to keep moving? Let's keep moving, and then we'll figure out. Let's keep moving. Book the card, and then we'll figure out the wins and stuff. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, oh, speaking of, uh, let's maybe play some of these tag matches. Maybe. Yeah. Um, do we want to put one of them in match three? Well, I, one of this segment of the revival has to come out also soon. So I'm going to say that's like the first, our first segment. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Revival first segment after match one, mm-hmm. and then I think match two is a tag team match, and match four is a tag team match. Okay, what's match two? What who do you want? Um, let's do, uh, let's do the bar and Usos. Match two, okay. Uh, and then match four could be Machinery and AOP. Okay. Okay, okay, copy that. Um, okay, cool. So we got some match, we already got some matches, we already got a lot of matches already planned out. I love it, Maggle. I love it, Maggle. Uh, uh, when we come back from a quick little break, Mikey... Um, I guess I'll pitch my women's division pitch. Yes, please. Can't wait to hear it. We'll be right back. Wow, you're really ex- I'm a Roman Reigns. <laughs> I'm Empire. a big dog. This is my yard. <laughs> Welcome everyone back to the second half of Hit the Books. Again, this is not a radio show, so I don't know why I'm introducing it like that. Um, Mikey, uh, it's time for my pitch. Alright, let me hear it. Let me hear what you got for the women's division. Okay, first off, uh Shayna Baszler versus Tamina. Oh, okay. Uh, Baszler wins quickly and decisively. Gets in that, uh, what does she call it? What does she call her? It's basically it's basically the Coquina Clutch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she gets in a thing, she locks it in, she taps out Tamina very quickly. What does she call it? She calls it something, right? I'll let you look that up. Yeah, okay, I'll do that right now. <laughs> I'll let you look that up. I don't know. I got, I got a pitch to make. Um, so pretty much uh, Sheena Baszler versus Tamina, squash match. 
Um, Tamina is someone I love, but apparently the audience does not. So I'm going to uh, put her in a squash match. Plus, Tamina, being the winner of the Women's Battle Royal, then goes on to lose decisively to Baszler. So hopefully this puts Baszler over as a monster. Um, Another match I have is uh, Carmella versus Naomi. Okay. I like that. Um, This is Carmella versus Naomi. Uh, I guess in my I guess in my pitches I decided oh, the, on the winner the, already. The Kirakuda Clutch. Okay, yeah, perfect. Kirakuda, Kirakuda, Kirakuda Clutch. Kirakuda sounds right. Yep. I guess in my pitches, Mikey. Uh, do we want to decide the winners with each other or individually? Um, I feel like it makes sense individually if we're the head of the division. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, well then I'll I'll say my stuff, and then maybe you can say who won your tag teams. Okay. Okay, so I already said Shayna Baszler wins decisively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm in this pitch, I'm also saying Naomi wins. Oh, cool. Okay. But following the match, because Carmella's currently a heel, I guess, following the match, the two shake hands, Carmella's now a face. You just want to turn people? I got to, man. Do you see how many women we have on our roster? No, that is, roster, that is 100% fair. Four faces. who And none of them are very big names. And nine heels. Yeah, yeah, good call. I'm turning people, my man. No, I'm is, turning them. That is fair. Uh, okay, yeah, and then following the match, uh, the two shake hands. Carmella's now a face. Boom, bang, boom, we're done. Cool with me. <laughs> uh, um, actually, I got one more thing. Uh, it's a segment. Okay. It's a Charlotte Fla- Charlotte Flair promo. Okay. What does Charlotte uh, Flair got her- to say? Uh, she's pretty much talking about how she is the pinnacle of this women's division because she gets whatever she wants, whenever she wants it, and however she wants it. She was born into this world with wealth and class, and things aren't. And if things aren't going how they should, she isn't afraid to get down and dirty because that's how her father kept championships, and that's how she will be keeping the SmackDown Live Women's Championship for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it. It's just a little promo from Charlotte Flair. All right, awesome. And that's all my pitches. That's all my pitches. I love them. Sounds great. Um. Yes. Uh, while sure I'm typing out, strong. A... Get get a good heel win with Naomi. Get a good heel. Uh, good. I mean, a good face t- a face win with Naomi. Get a good face turn with Carmella, and get a good heel promo with Charlotte. Just being like, I'm the best. All of you suck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know exactly what my my booking's like. <laughs> Charlotte Flair telling people they suck. Uh, okay, well, uh, we'll take a quick. So you're not. So that you will not be using superior. your veto. What's up? That she's genetically superior. Uh, I'm, we sort of transferred that gimmick a little bit to Nia Jax. You're right. Um. Uh. Uh. So you will not be using your veto, sir. I don't think. I no. I don't need it. I think. I think you. I think you did a good booking job. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you, Road Dog Jesse James. <laughs> will you be using um, your veto? Uh. Well, it depends. Who do you have winning these tag team matches? Okay. So, the winners of these tag team matches I got for this week, I think I got Usos winning. Oh, okay. Okay. I think, Usos winning. I think the Usos win. Um, And then post-match, we get a bar beatdown and turn them heel again to make the tag, the heels and faces perfectly even. Very nice. Actually, I prefer that. I, I like that. I like the bar turning heel. Uh, So, 
Usos win. The bar, like, shake their hands, but then Sheamus pulls in one of them for a broke kick, and Cesaro pulls the other one in for, I don't know. Uppercut. Uppercut, yeah. And the bar just beat down the Usos, and we get bar turn heel. Uh, I like it. That make, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. If you're going to turn anyone heel there, Because they're, they're frustrated that it's their first time back in a while, because I feel like we haven't used them in a bit, and then they lose, and, it, and they're mad. Yeah, makes sense. Um, And then I think... AOP wins. Okay. Okay. AOP beats Heavy Machinery. As much as I hate to say that because I love Heavy Machinery so much, I think it makes sense for AOP to come out on top here because they were the they were the first to come out and challenge the Revival, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want them to be the first ones to come out and be like, we could beat you and then lose. Yeah. That, yeah, that just feels true. bad. So I think AOP wins here. Heavy machinery we could do other things with. I'm sure they'll come back from it. I think they'll be fine. Okay, cool. I love it. I will not be using my Vita. Thank goodness. Uh, uh, I do want to place these segments in the women's division. Um, So I'm going to place the Charlotte Flair promo before the heavy machinery match. Okay. I'm going to place Carmella Naomi... At match five out of six, because because uh, since there's a squash match, we get to have a six match. Okay. And I'm gonna put that that match at maybe match number three. So we only got one more match to book. <laughs> yeah. Let's... Uh, plus the the main event of Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre, but we have one, two. We got two segments. And one match left, Mikey. Okay. Um, that are up to our disposal. So I guess that means uh, we got a little mid card or other rivalries brewing, my friend. Mm hmm. So let's look at our Intercontinental title, I guess. We got to do something there. Oh, yeah. We, we got uh, a Intercontinental brand new champion. Intercontinental title on, on SmackDown. Mm hmm. Intercontinental champion Andrade gets called over in the shakeup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so what are we doing? We got a match and two segments left. Uh, what are we doing for Aaron Connell championship scene? Do we just do what the fans are clamoring for? Uh, there's so many things the fans are clamoring for. What, what are they clamoring for this time? Do we just do we just go with Andrade Mysterio? Give the fans what they want. I like that. For the title or no title? Um, do we want a title match? I mean, we could if we wanted to. Or do we to. want to make it non-title for now and let the randomizer decide if it becomes title match? Um, I don't know, because I feel like Andrade has to... If it's Andrade Red Mysterio, I think Andrade has to win. Mm-hmm. You know? Not not to, you know... No, I, I agree. So I feel like it, it, like it really doesn't matter if it's Intercontinental or not. Mm-hmm. So why say use it? <laughs> Let's have let's have an Intercontinental Championship match. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. Let's boost our scores. Let's boost them. Let's boost them. So that is Andrade versus Rey Mysterio into Intercontinental Title match. Um, we've already decided Andrade's winning. Does anything happen following the match, Mikey? Um, I don't think so. Does anyone? So here's my pitch. Okay. Uh, we obviously have to start building towards backlash. 
We don't have to do anything with Andrade here. Maybe we can do a segment later. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be an Intercontinental title match at Backlash. Who would we like? We have a lot of mid-carders. We also have some new call-ups that we didn't even mention. No, we do. We have not mentioned them yet. Um, we got some new. We got some new fun people on SmackDown. Oh yeah, we got a. Uh, we got some nice, nice big. Are we just going to tease the audience this way? I think so. I think we can just tease them and then let the let the reveal yeah, come. If, as long as you haven't heard the shakeup. If you have heard the shakeup, this doesn't really help. <laughs> if you had heard the shakeup, then you're not really in for any surprises. If you didn't listen to the shakeup, then you might be. Um. Also, this is probably very confusing. Oh, I, I, you better listen to that shakeup. Pause the show, download the shakeup, listen to the shakeup, and then return the show. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so this is a thing I've been thinking about, Mikey, is defining, I guess, maybe who is in our world title picture and who is our mid-title picture. Yeah. Because right now, our world title definitely consists of, like, McIntyre, Balor, and I think we've already included Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have, like, maybe six people in that world title picture. Yeah, I like that. So, what other people do you want to include in there? Roman. I think Braun is good in the world title picture. Braun versus McIntyre could be a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. We got the Monster Among Men versus the Hunter. Yeah. He's going monster hunting. Ooh. Uh, yeah, what's nice about McIntyre is that he can work against heels. His character kind of also works against heels. Yeah. The new Monster Hunter skin, Drew McIntyre. Okay. Uh, we need one more face, one more heel, I guess. I think D. Bry is always Dan Bryan is always good in the title pick. Could be in the, the world title picture because he's Dan Bryan. Of course. And I think we do Miz. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm in total agreement. We do need more heels. We got. We have to turn some people here. I agree. But uh, yeah, I like that. I I, I like. I was thinking about it. My pick was going to be Dan Bryan and the Miz. I already see two people on this face roster that could definitely be heels. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I think Harper could definitely turn heel easy, and I think one of our NXT call ups could definitely be heel. Should I just say it? Sure, I don't care. At this point, I think so. I think Harper could be a heel, and I think Pete Dunn could be an easy heel. Yeah, Pete Dunn could be an amazingly uh, good heel. The problem being is that, like, the moment he gets called up, he's going to get cheered for. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be over definitely. Yeah, like it's almost like we have to like wait a little bit almost to get him heel. I guess maybe, but you yeah, make no, the decision. I, I agree with that. I think we do have to wait on it a little bit because he's definitely going to be super over when he first shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have so I, this is also a decision that I'm kind of open to asking your opinion on in terms of the women's division slightly, Mikey. Mm-hmm. I had this other idea that I actually want to run by you and might change the women's match uh, in this episode. What you got? What are your thoughts on Apollo Cruz being a heel? I think he's. I think. I think Apollo Cruz. Apollo, I think Apollo Cruz is like clay, and we can mold him to however we want him to be. What are your thoughts on Apollo Cruz and Carmella in a tag team? 
Well, in some sort of like, you know, heel face. Or maybe still they keep him as a face. I don't know. Probably keep him as a face, actually. So we want like a pot like Apollo Crews and Carmella like together? Yeah. What about what are your thoughts on that? I it sounds weird to me, but I am interested in seeing where it goes, so I'm in for it. Okay, cool. Then I got like, the gr- off the jump, it sounds weird. But it definitely has some cool implications, and I'm excited to see what you have to do with it. In my defense, Carmella and R Truth is a thing. That is fair. <laughs> you got me there, sir. I don't know what else to say. And it became one. And it became one of almost like one of the most natural pairings. It feels like. Okay, I, I think we'll keep Apollo Cruz actually and Carmella face. Um. The reason I like that is because, you know, looking at the women's division, I immediately had to separate some tag teams and some other people. So I think putting Carmella and Apollo Crews could be very interesting. Plus, mm. you got Apollo Crews possibly could be in a feud with Andrade. Yeah. Um, and then you got Carmella and Zelina Vega in there. So that's that's something. Okay, so, yeah, so looking at heels, are you thinking Harper and Pete Dunne? I guess that's the only ones that make sense. Oh, what about Rusev? Oh, Rusev could also, yeah. Rusev also could definitely turn, like, whenever. Okay. I say I'm just going to put Rusev as a heel right off the bat. That's fine. Even if we don't use him in this episode, I'm just going to have Rusev as a heel. That's fine. I think, like I said, Harper and Pete Dunne could easily go heel. Okay, so what's our mid-title picture? I think, all right, so our mid-title picture is Andrade, Mysterio, Hardy, Dream. By the way, people, Velveteen Dream is here. Say Pete Dunn in there? Pete Dunn's in there. I think Harper and Cruz could both be in there. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think Rusev could be in there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have our whole roster in like in pictures, right? So I think that's fine. Yeah, it's all plausible that our entire roster could be in title contention, which is good. Which is really good, I guess. Now that I think about it, there is like, there isn't really a low. We have infinite possibilities for storyline. I guess that's true. We have, we do lucked out. We don't really have a lower card in terms of our men's division. Yeah, like like look at like look at our whole card in general. Like, do you see anybody who's like? I don't know, like, Cologne's level bad or, like, Sinkara, like, never seen level? Mm. No, right? I mean, maybe Rus- like, maybe like Rusev, kind of. Maybe, like, Slater Rhino, maybe, like, the Ascension. I don't know. Yeah, tag teams, definitely. You know, we got Slater Rhino, you got the Ascension. Uh, like, I mean, women's, you got Dana Brooke, I guess, and Tamina. Yeah, it was kind of just our women's division. Which that I've, got, went. I've got plans for both of them. So, I think we're good. Okay, so all of the all pretty much all of our men's rosters could be in title contention. Yeah. Okay. So okay, so knowing that we got um we got to build up to backlash. So after Andrade Mysterio Andrade wins, does anyone come out following the match to interrupt? Um, I don't think so. Because I do have a pitch for you, Mikey. Okay. What about Velveteen Dream? All right. I love, you know, I love my dream. Velveteen Dream Andrade Intercontinental title build to Backlash. Okay. I'm in. 
Okay. Okay. So I love the match, I love that. Following the match. Yeah, we're gonna put, we're gonna put that's right. We're gonna put Velveteen Dream right in the title picture. Love it. Um. Okay, so that's following the match of Velveteen Dream. Uh, what does he do? What does he, what does he do? Um, he wrote Velveteen Cream. Whoopsies. <laughs> Velveteen. Okay, can we be okay? Here's a, I've been thinking about this, Mikey. If you're gonna say we should rename Velveteen Dream to Velveteen Cream, I'm using my veto right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I I had this thought. Do you think when Velveteen Dream gets called up to the main roster, that his name is going to be shortened to just Dream? I hope not. I hope not too. But at the same time, they shorten his name to. From Mustafa Ali to Ali. Which sounds so much worse. And pretty much a lot of people call him Dream anyways. Yeah. That's that's the issue I'm dealing with in my brain. I just hope they don't. Yeah. Okay, so following the match, Velveteen Dream appears. <laughs> <laughs> appears. Uh, what does he do? Does he do anything? Does he just stare seductively? I think he just comes in, and he walks up, kind of like he like he just walks up to Andrade, kind of eyes the title a little bit, and then goes to walk away, but then like turns around and gives him the Dream Valley Driver. Oh. Oh, interesting. Dream Valley Driver. You think he's gonna go come out right off the gate with? I was gonna say just a slap across the face. That's that's also very velvety dream. Okay, you want to do that instead? Uh, yeah, we could do that. Just just slap him and just look like eye the title, like look up and down at it, and just be like whap. And then d- dream over. He's he's out. He's gone. He disappears. He just the lights go off, turn back on, and he's gone. He's Bray Wyatt. He's he's a sock puppet in a box. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I like him slapping Andrade and then, like, Andrade, like, coming back at him, but he, like, rolls out. He, like, runs out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just out. Mm-hmm. Get a little, get a little, we gotta get a little tease in there. A little tease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we still got, uh, we still have to decide Roman Reigns versus McIntyre, but we also have two other segments we can book here, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we thinking? I've maybe seen... a, maybe a Velveteen Dream interview about, like, hey, you just slapped the Intercontinental Champion. Thoughts? <laughs> you just why? slapped the Intercontinental Champion. What are you going to do now? <laughs> do next. But why? I guess Velveteen Dream's going to go to Disney World. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> what if it's just like he just says, like, I have no memory of that? <laughs> the, the Dream's got no memory of that. Okay, so Velveteen Dream... Uh, Velveteen Dream is interviewed backstage about slapping Andrade. What does he say? What does he have to say for himself? Maybe I'm trying to think of something like uh, hmm. 
It's really hard to to write. I think may- maybe he's voice. about maybe he's about to say something, and then Andrade comes up and just like stares him down, and then he just like looks at Andrade, looks at the title, and just goes, "Dream over," and leaves. Okay. Okay. Like he literally like opens his mouth to say something, and then like he stops and like looks up, and then we pan over, and it's just Andrade standing there. Here's here's a pitch, Mikey. Okay. He's a very bold pitch. What's the bold pitch? Um, well, maybe not be too bold. We, do we want to do someone other than Andrade? Like, we have a lot of people in this mid-title card picture. Do we want to maybe do someone other than Andrade to just who expand th- the people gunning for the Intercontinental title? Who do you have in mind? I'm looking at... I'm trying to think of who would have Velveteen Dream have a great match with. I'm thinking maybe, you know... I'm thinking you maybe got Harper in there, maybe, or maybe Pete Dunn or Rusev. Mm-hmm. Those are my three picks. Okay, I like I like all of those three picks. Harper, Dunn, or Rusev. Uh, Dunn. Dunn interrupts. Uh, Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. As you bet the talk. Uh, Pete Dunn appears and says what? Um, I don't know. What is Pete Dunn? Pete Dunn isn't a man of many words. Yeah, maybe it shouldn't be Pete Dunn. <laughs> I guess maybe, should we just make it Rusev? Yeah, that's fine. Maybe 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 that's better to put uh, an NXT call up with an experienced guy like Rusev and then putting you know Pete Dunne and another NXT call up versus another call up person. Okay. Oh man, if we had that match, maybe that could be a match for next week. Pete Dunne versus Harper. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. That'd be great. That'd be so good. Yeah, that'd be dope as hell. Okay, as he's about to attack uh, Rusev. I can't spell Rusev. Rusev interrupts. So he's saying what? Uh, don't get too cocky, new guy, or something like that. He's like lay off, lay off the cock sauce, cock cocktail sauce. Lay off the cocktail sauce. Mikey, thoughts? Lay off the cocktail sauce. I, Brian, I hate it. Do you want to use your veto? <laughs> I'm not going to use my veto on one line, but I hate it. <laughs> I will let you know how I feel about it. Uh, interrupts saying, um, uh, well, welcome to America, bitch, and then he punches him in the face. <laughs> I'm going to keep pitching ideas until you stop me. Um, uh, Rusev interrupts him and says, uh, Rusev crush, and then he puts him into the acolyte. Accolade, sorry. No, he becomes an acolyte. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? What other pitches I got? Uh, Rusev appears, interrupts Velveteen Dream. Um, uh, Ruch- Rusev, uh, Rusev, before uh, Velveteen Dream can talk, uh, Rusev appears super kicking Velveteen Dream uh, and says... Um, uh, 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 Rusev Bulgaria, Rusev Machka, or uh, uh, Rusev 
Well, Rusev, a heel Rusev. Oh my gosh. Um, Rusev Day versus Velveteen Dream. I just wanted to see how long you keep going with that, honestly. Yeah, that's as far as I got, I guess. <laughs> Do you got any ideas, Mikey? Help me out here. Um, I don't know. Rusev's got to say some heel-ish at this point. Like, he's got to... He has to be like, back off. You just got here. Or something. Like, you know? Like, Rusev's... I feel like he's asking something like... He's been around for a while. Is Velveteen Dream a heel or a face? Who knows? I'm because I'm thinking about it, and I'm trying to think of like who he's feuded with in NXT. He's like he's he's had Alistair he's, Black, Matt Riddle, uh, Johnny Gargano. He's really all over the place. Yeah, you can like, really just put him in with whoever you want. Because he's the best. I guess that's true. Uh, Rusev. He's, he's the same thing as like um, Braun Strowman. Like you can kind of just or who, who was it that we said we could put with anybody and it'd be fine. Like Drew McIntyre. Yeah. You could put him with anybody and it makes sense. Rusev super kicks Velveteen Dream and says Dream over. Or Dream yeah. on. I like like he's about to say something then he just gets super kicked by Rusev. Yes. And then Rusev just says, dream on. I like that. Super kicks, dream, and says, I don't want to make this, Ryan. Yes. I don't want to make this title picture too convoluted, though. Well, me neither. We can easily have a normal contender match or something. No, I know. I'm not, I'm I'm not saying, I'm just, I'm just saying for future reference. Fair enough. We have a lot of people here, and I don't want it to get too convoluted. Fair enough. Uh, okay, um, then all we have left is one last segment and the decision of Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre in the main event. Segment, Mikey. Segment pitch idea. Um, hmm, what can we do? We have the Revival talking. We have Drew McIntyre being a We have Drew McIntyre doing his thing. Hmm, one more segment. What could it be? Maybe it could be this. Maybe it could be like Carmella and Apollo Cruz that you that you were wanting. So then, segment segment you're thinking. Let's do uh, Apollo Cruz and Carmella meet up and create a team. Sure. Uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh, 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 Carmella talks with Carmella. <laughs> Carmella Car- talks with Carmella. Carmella talks with Apollo Cruz. Um, backstage saying what I don't I was hoping you could tell me this was your this was your brainchild oh man maybe it's just we just see them talking backstage okay well, something just, like that. Te- just tease it a little bit yeah all right okay well then there we go Mikey all we have to do is make the main event now Roman reigns drew McIntyre who wins who dies uh who wins who dies I got a pitch for you give it to me Ends in a draw. Ends in a draw? Due to Braun Strowman. Attack. What about... what? Does Finn Balor have any say in this? I don't know. The WWE champion, does he have any say in this match? Is he on commentary? No, he can't be on commentary. He can't be there because McIntyre's going to just beat him up. That's true. If 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 
Finn Balor is anywhere near this ring, Drew McIntyre is going after him. Exactly, exactly. Like M- Balor has no reason to be though. I mean, we get we can see Balor walking, talk, uh, watching the match backstage. Yeah, I like that. And then, uh, and then, okay, I'm okay with Braun Strowman interrupting and just destroying them both. And then Braun Strowman standing tall at the end of this, of course. Mm-hmm. We're going with that, and obviously during the match we've seen Finn Balor watching. Yeah. During the match, Braun Strowman. Uh, is he attacking someone first? I think he could just kind of double clothesline them both. Okay, Braun Strowman double Dublay no allegiance. Yeah, double clotheslines. Um, Reigns and McIntyre, and then stands tall. Oh yeah, Balor has some competitors on the horizon. Oh, yeah, he does. He's got some big competition. He's got Braun. He's got Roman. He's got... He's got... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's got McIntyre. I mean, he's also got The Miz and Brian, which we haven't teased at all in this episode, but that's fine. We can do it next week. Okay, Mikey. Well, then that is this week's episode of Hit the Books, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We've done yeah, it. We have done. booked this card. We did it. We did. We done did the thing. Yeah, that felt good. That felt good. I like the new. I like the new differences of the women's and tag divisions being separated like that. I agree. Like that felt good, and it, it, it's also. I mean, maybe it's because I'm in. I'm in my closet right now, recording this, and I'm dying of heat um, exhaustion. But it, I feel like this is the best car we've ever made. I yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's pretty up there. I should probably get an ice pack. Okay, Mikey. Uh, uh, randomizer time. Uh, if to replicate the anything can happen mentality of WWE, Mikey, uh, we have a randomizer that can randomly choose whatever the heck it wants uh, to ruin this card. Oh boy, I can't wait for our card to be ruined. Uh, Mikey, if I'm not mistaken, last time we did a WrestleMania, both of us did it. Yeah. So who wants to start the new season of randomizer? Uh, I think I think Mikey. I feel like you got to start it. Why? <laughs> I think you're just more entertaining that way. How dare you put that evil on me, sir? That's fair. That's fair. All right, I'm randomizing. Oh, man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh! Okay. Yes, sir. This is a bold way to start season two. Ryan, we already have a new roster member with an NXT call-up. Oh my god, are you kidding me, dude? That, yeah, I, you want to know who it is? Please. One and only. Wow. It's really? Ricochet, boy. Ricochet is on SmackDown Live? We got, yeah, first first episode of the new season, NXT call-up, Ricochet is here. I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest, Mikey, I'm slightly upset that it's Ricochet. Really? Who, who would? Who uh, would and the fact that be? he's another goddamn face. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Ricochet. Why couldn't it be like EC three or some shit? Yeah. No. I would. I. I take. A, why can't it be Coda Reeves? <laughs> Ryan, you remember what happened the last time we got Coda Reeves on the call ups? Yes. Okay, Mikey. Then I announce a. a dis, uh, we got to put him in. Obviously. 
We got to put him in the match somewhere. Yeah. So I got a pitch for you. Someone's replacing Rusev. Ooh. Is it? Is I don't, it I'm not saying he does a heel shit, heel shenanigans of uh, super kicking, but I think Ricochet comes out. I like it. He replaces Rusev. Okay. Wow. So as he's about to talk, uh, Ricochet comes out. What does Ricochet do or say? Oh, I don't know. This is wild. This is yeah. No, there's a lot happening. Ricochet. We have we lucked out, my friend. Yeah. Season two, starting off the randomizer, being kind, being also kind after what happened last time. What the hell is Ricochet doing to Dream? Oh, man, Ricochet and Dream could be the matchup for uh, SmackDown Live? Oh, oh my. wow. Oh, my gosh. We might just get Dream away from the Intercontinental title picture just to have him against Ricochet. Yeah. Okay, what does that change for us? Do we replace Dream after that Andretti match, or do we... What are we doing here? Uh... I know you're. You're. All, we're all still stuck. Yeah, I am. I'm still. I am still kind of in shock here. Uh, I don't know, man. How does How does Ricochet step up to Dream? Uh, what about this? What about this, Mikey? We replace Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. He's not. He's not going to be interrupting Andrade. Okay. I think we can maybe replace that with Dunn. Okay. What about that? Either Dunn or Harper is my pick. Dunn or Harper interrupts Andrade. Yes. Okay. What do you What do you think? Do you have a decision? I like Dunn. Okay. Following the match, uh, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn appears, eyes the title, and uh, uh, punches Andrade across the face. <laughs> Bitter end. I gotta say, bitter end. Bitter end. Very bitter end. And leaves. Um. And then segment. Velveteen Dream is being interviewed backstage. I think now Dream is going to say some stuff. Give a little promo here. Uh, you know, he's talking about how how he how how the Velveteen Dream. Um, has has mastered what is the what was the yellow brand. He has taken over the world, and now he has arrived. He has taken his talents somewhere else, and GM Page has allowed him to take his talents to the blue brand that is SmackDown Live. Okay. Ricochet appears and be like, and so it looks like, uh, oh no! And he says, uh, Velveteen Dream says that he's taken his talents somewhere else. Uh, and GM Page has allowed him to take his talents to the blue brand that is SmackDown Live. And he says that the Velveteen Dream um, is here to is to uh, is here to wrap himself in gold. Mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream is about to become the Golden Dream when he be, when he wins, or yeah, Velveteen Dream is about to become the Golden Dream when he uh, wins when when he wins the title. Uh yeah, that, that might sound different. That might sound weird because he's not no longer really going after the Intercontinental title. Velveteen Dream is here to make a statement and become the best SmackDown Live has ever seen. 
and he's about to make the blue brand turn into the purple brand. I like it. Um, Ricochet comes out. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Looks like looks like you're not the only per. You're looks like you're not the only NXT superstar. Uh, you know, it looks it looks like GM Page didn't bring just you from NXT or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's like, looks looks like GM Page. Uh, looks like GM Page didn't just bring you and your talents." to SmackDown Live. Uh, they get a little... Maybe they get a little bit fussy together and then they backstage brawl. Yeah. Okay. A little Ricochet Velveteen Dream fight. Yeah, okay, okay. Backstage brawl. And then we do it. Ricochet and Velveteen Dream booked. Oh, yeah. Ricochet is on SmackDown Live, baby. Yeah, he is. Holy crap, our roster's gotten even bigger. There's more faces. Connor Reeves is still the finest. Still the finest. Connor Reeves is now your NXT champion. Oh, That's yeah. why we can't get him, because he's the NXT champion. Uh, oh, my God, Mikey. We've done it. We've we, the, the randomizer is looking kind upon us. Yeah, it is. Uh, and that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books, Mikey. How are you feeling? We are back to booking. We are returned to the booking sphere. How do you feel, my friend? I am excited. I am loving it. I am so glad to be back hitting those books. I was nervous going into this episode, Mikey, and coming out of it, I the excitometer is an all-time high for me. Oh, yeah. This is all the meatballs in the world. Yeah, it is. This is many, many, many meatballs. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books, everybody. Uh, if you want more Hit the Books content, Mikey, where can people find us? Uh, well, they can find us on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod. They can find us on YouTube at Hit the Books, where we do all of our paper reviews and stuff. And they can find us anywhere we do podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts where you can listen to us and leave a review. Do whatever you need to do. Yes, like I said before, on Twitter, the Excitometer and Booking Polls are there every Monday and Wednesday. On Oh my God. Like I said before, on Twitter, the Excitometer and Booking Polls are there every Monday and Wednesday. So please go vote in those. And like Mikey said, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever iTunes, wherever Apple, pod, wherever podcasts are found. Not just Apple, any brand, I guess. Wherever podcasts are found, please leave a review. If you're so inclined, we would love a review. It allows more people to find the show, so our show gets even bigger. We will do bigger things. Like Mikey, Mikey and I, we got we got plans for hit the books. We have lots of plans for hit the books. Lots of plans for hit the books, and uh, and having more followers, leaving and a way for us to execute those plans in a weird way is by you leaving a review on iTunes or wherever or, or anything like mm-hmm. in a weird way for us to execute the dreams of hit the books, the velveteen dreams of hit the books, the velveteen dreams of hit the books. All you need to do is either tweet about it, tell your friends or leave a review on iTunes. That's all you got to do. My friend. Oh yeah. So until next week, Mikey, do we do a, hold on. Should we do a different outro now we're in season two? Um, I do we, I feel like we should. So I'm asking you, Mikey, are you ready? Mikey, Mikey, hey, Mikey. 
Mikey. I'm ready. I, Mikey, I said, are you ready? I, uh, 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 we're freestyling. We're freestyling here. I'm trying to fi- Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, let's I'm get ready to. There it is. Here, do hit that. Hit the books. L- l- say ladies and gentlemen. Do that part. Okay. Do the road dog Jesse James. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, l- let's get ready to hit it. Dude, book it. Book it is the phrase. Either way. Why'd you go hit it? That sounds even more sexual. Sounds like hit the books. I get hit it, but why not book it? All right, you want to, all right, you want to start over? Okay, let's leave all of this in. Oh, I am. Okay, okay, Mikey, then I'll ask you one, one simple question. Are you ready, Mikey? I'm ready. No, Mikey, I asked, I demanded, are you ready? Oh, let's get ready to book it. Goodbye, everybody. Wait, hold on, Mikey. Before I said goodbye, that should really be at the beginning of the booking time. We should really be doing that at the beginning and ending it with, uh, we've got two words for you, book it. We'll redo that next week. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye.